What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast. Guys, I'm super, super excited today because I have a just incredible human, um, previous client, and just literally a powerhouse um, in this space. And she is an online fitness coach. Her name is Haley Mounts. Haley, welcome, dude, to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much. I'm super stoked to be here. Yeah, of course. Okay, so guys, I had to bring Haley on because she probably has had like some of the most exponential growth, um, that I've seen amongst like anybody that we've honestly really worked with. And I think the biggest thing too, that really stands out is her leadership and humanity. And I just really wanted her to come on and share a good bit of her story. I know that we'll definitely like fall down some rabbit holes and give some really awesome takeaways for you guys. But, um, Haley, if you want to introduce yourself, what you do, your company, um, what got you started, that'd be awesome. For sure. Um, so I live out here in Hawaii. Our company is called Aloha Training Co. Um, we honestly don't have a niche, really. We haven't had to have a niche thus far. Um, we work with men and women with pretty much any realistic attainable fitness goal. Um, you know, we, we work with people all the way from, you know, having never stepped into a gym before all the way up to people that have been in the gym for years that have hit some sort of plateau and need some assistance. And then everybody in between, um, it started as just me, (laughs) but, um, you know, we obviously grew, I invested in FTF and elevate for the business coaching program. And, um, honestly, like things just took off. I, I mean, I can't even like put into words exactly what happened. Um, I think it's just a lot of finally trusting in myself and, and feeling comfortable enough and like confident enough in the business program that I was in with, you know, with Kendall to actually take the risks that needed to be taken to actually dive into an online career. Because for me, I started in, well, all the way back at the beginning. I, right after high school, like had no idea what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to be a nurse because, you know, always have a job, good pay, all that good stuff, no matter the uh, economical fluctuations and things like that. So got accepted to Chico State's pre-nursing program, turned it down because um, I didn't want to take out a bunch of loans and be like terrified of that and not know exactly hundred percent what I, you know, was investing in. Um, so I ended up going to a JC shortly after I realized that like college was not for me. Um, I know you can relate Kendall <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And, um, ended up taking the trade school route and actually got a really, a fairly prestigious career in dental. Um, you know, it, it was something that was definitely making me decent money. It was something that was stable, but, um, I wasn't happy by any means, you know, it was again, just something that, I was good at something that paid the bills. And, um, actually it was during COVID in 2020 that I had some extra time on my hands because I was working as a, um, contracted dental provider for, um, like the military base here in Hawaii. And, um, during COVID, we actually ended up having six months off. And during that time, I was kind of like, I want to learn something new. Like, let me just like use this time instead of just sitting around. Um, And I had been a couple of years into my own fitness journey and had a lot of people that had been asking me questions about, you know, what my, you know, my own programming looked like, what I do, blah, 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 blah. And I did not feel like I was in a place educated enough to actually be giving, you know, my two cents. So I was like, why don't I just try to get my CPT, like have some new knowledge and just be able to answer these questions for people better. And, um, so during those six months, I got my CPT and 
already like right after I got certified had like an immense amount of people that were like, can you write me a program? Like, can you write, you know, can you give me workouts? Can you give me, you know, meals or whatever, you know, set my macros, blah, blah, blah. So, um, it kind of was during that time that I was like, Hey, I guess this might be something for me to explore a little bit deeper. And, and, you know, once I hit about 60 clients of just doing like ebook programming, um, on my own outside of my 40 hour a week job, I was like, you know, maybe I should, maybe I should explore this. Cause I really loved it. And that's when I ended up reaching out to you, Kendall. And, um, I'd been following you for a bit, I think. And, and, was responding to your polls and you posted one. And this is funny knowing now like lead gen strategies because you posted a poll that was like, uh, you know, have you opened up my business coaching application and closed it out again? And then you did that whole thing that you do that I literally in my brain, I'm like, this is, I say this in Kendall's voice because I've said this on my stories now. I'm like, this is your permission slip to go back and <laughs> fill out that application. Um, and I did, I, I did after I voted on that poll, I was like, you know what, like, what do I have to lose? Like financially I'm okay, but like, I want to live a life that I'm excited about and like wake up every day, like with my time being my own. And I was like, if anybody can help me do this, like it's going to be Kendall. So I, uh, I got on that first call with Garrison and he placed me in mastermind. And I mean, seven months later, here we are, I guess. Right. So crazy, dude. It's literally so crazy thinking like seven months. Like, you know, it's crazy. It's like we tell people all the time, like give yourself a full year of like consistency and like dedication before you even think about like giving up on your business, more or less. You are like, no, I'm just gonna 10x my business in like the course of that time. Let me just do that really quick. And it's crazy because you know, like, like you said about like the nursing thing, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, I'm going to go into medical or I'm going to do nursing, or I'm going to do like a safe career. Whereas it's Mm -hmm. like, then you start to realize and understand, like you literally make half of their income per year per month. And also you are like one to many, like you're helping so many people too. It's like both of service and don't get me wrong. We definitely need those professionals. It's an incredible career path, but you start to like slowly realize and integrate like your life isn't meant for something like that for who you are as a person you know and it's so crazy because I remember our first few calls you were like in office like cap on like fully scrubs scrubs. I'm just like and I remember you coming to group calls like wheeling away in your chair like coming back in and it was just like it's so funny thinking about and it's just like incredible, even just like backtracking and thinking about, you know, how much has changed, especially coming back from like the ebook route where it's like, you just have like these clients that are like getting results, but like not as hands-on and like, obviously not charging a lot. I know for you, when you first came in, like you weren't charging a lot with like the many people that you did have. I mean, what, what did you, it was probably like what? My most expensive, yeah, my most expensive program was 55 a month. And that was for like a five day a week gym program, like written up in ebook form. And that was like, at the time I was like, I feel like I'm overcharging. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember coming in, I was like, all right, we're going to upsell all these people to one-on-one and like straight up what your conversion was insane, right? Like you converted like more than half the people. Um, pretty sure it was closer to like 80%. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, yeah, there was, there was very, very few that did not convert. Um, and most of the ones that didn't convert immediately, after they started seeing like our community and like everything being posted and like people sharing their experience and actually having that social proof, most of them did end up coming back and signing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was a crazy time though, because I was working full time still. And so I was taking, um, (laughs) calls on my lunch break 
And also like right after work, I was working until the second I went to sleep because that was the only time that I had, you know, um, I was working at the time, 630 in the morning to 330 in the afternoon at the dental clinic. And so every single second outside of that was spent trying to convert 60 plus clients to a one-to-one program while putting all of these systems in place, getting used to trainerize. Obviously that was like brand new. Um, that was a, that was a crazy time. <laughs> I remember, like, I think that's the thing that's just so admirable about you is like, you knew what your purpose was. And like, you knew that like, there was potential to walk away from the job that you were at. And like, no matter what it took, it was like late nights. Like, I even remember you being like, yeah, I'm not training today because I'm literally taking calls. And like, there were just like, it was just a season of sacrifice for you. And I think it was like, what, maybe two months, maybe six weeks, something like that, where you had like gone all in. Right. Yep. Um, I want to talk definitely about, sorry, what was that? Hence our program name all in. That's yeah, where that came from. Literally. And I, I mean, I think the cool thing about you, Haley, is like, just like the grit and like, there was never a complaint. Like, you know, there's, I see a lot of people in this space too. And it's one of those things where it's like, you realize when your purpose is that big, like you're going to stop at nothing to get there. And it's like, you also saw the longevity behind it too. Right. It's like, if I just go through this like season of kind of like eating shit, honestly, cause like it is straight up just like nonstop go, go, go. You recognize that like on the other side, well, I say on the other side, you have more time back, but then there's people like you and me who are like more time. Let's just start a new more time, more work. <laughs> yeah, literally. So it's like, so those things are, I mean, and you're still in the initial phases of like literally only seven months into like really dialing in, you know, and like, they're just going to continuously be building blocks on it. But I definitely want to jump into like your mindset with leaving work, because I know for you, it was a tough time with land, like getting out of the military and all that kind of stuff too. And, um, you know, you guys really wanted like just to have that stability. Whereas like, when you think about it, what we do is like never really fully hundred percent stable, but there's also like no cap on what we do either. Um, so where was like your headspace at when, like, you know, I was kind of pushing, I was like, yo dude, like you should walk away from your job and you're like, okay, I know I need to quit. Like what finally set you off that you're like, I need to do this. Uh, gosh, that's kind of a tough question. Cause I do remember like when we first got on our initial call, you were like, okay, give me like, give me two months. I think you said, give me two months and you'll be out of your job. Like, and I'll prove to you that you can get out of your job. And I was like, okay. Like at the time I didn't realize like the capacity and like the magnitude of what you really could achieve with online coaching, um, both financially and just time-wise, you know? And, and so I walked that line for, for a while of like, okay, I'm still working 40 hours a week. And like, I know that I need some of that time to put into my business to make my business grow. But I also needed financially this side of my actual 40 hour a week job to continue to fund my investment in myself to build the business. So it was like weighing my options. And that's where I was stuck for a little while. Um, but I think it only took five weeks. <laughs> I think it only took five weeks before I was like, okay. Um, I think it probably took my first week of like legit sales calls and, um, kind of realizing that people will pay for my services and that people do find value in what I do. Um, after I got probably three yeses to sign for my full-blown one-to-one coaching, I think I was like, I can do this. Like I can absolutely do this. And I think like having my very first sales call be successful was something that I think I absolutely 100% needed because I was, I was so sure going into that call that she was going to hear the price and go, Oh, absolutely not. Um, but she was like, Oh yeah, like that's totally fine. And I was like, Oh, 
uh, okay. And then, you know, as I started working with those initial clients and really actually like getting into the nitty gritty of like, Hey, like they're making serious progress and like, they're loving this program. And, uh, you know, the more, uh, resources that I could come up with, like, I just wanted to continue to like pour into them and feed into them. And, um, at that point I was like, why am I still holding on to this job when I know that it's only taking up time that I could be using to pour into these clients and build this business. So after five weeks of grinding and saying no to every fun thing that was offered to me, because I was like, no, I'm in this, like, like you said, like a season of sacrifice. I'm like, I need to do this. And I know if I do this now, I'll be set up for the long term. And I think that was probably what kind of clicked in my head that was like, you know what? every risk that you've taken thus far and every investment that you've made in yourself has paid off. And you have this awesome like team and community with like elevate behind you, you're not going to fail. And like, I had to also kind of realize for myself and my own brain, like, I'm not going to let myself fail. I've never been somebody that quits. I am no excuses, like balls to the walls at everything I do. I don't do anything half-assed. And so I was like, just do it. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You can go back and get another job if you have to, like, if that's what it comes down to. But like, you know, I I'd gone through so many different things in my brain of like where I wanted to be. And I finally found something that I was actually passionate about that I felt like I could do every second of every day and have it not feel like a sacrifice and not feel like a job. So why wouldn't I take that as far as I possibly could, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think the cool thing is too, is like, there were so many just like rewards for you guys, like collectively, like you and Lanny, when you, when you guys, you know, both kind of took a step down from being in like the, I'll say like real world of working, but like having the typical job, like obviously like military is like super sustainable in the sense that it's like, okay, here's your paycheck every single month. And like, same thing with what you were doing too, you know? And I know it was tough because it was like such a hard situation, like figuring out like, okay, this is being reconfigured. And then also I want to walk away from my job. So it was like, right. But like, I feel like, you know, there was just a lot of instability with like, quote unquote asking, like, is this going to work sort of thing? And I think for you, the biggest thing was like, you were just very confident in yourself. Like you just knew, like you said, like you weren't going to let yourself fail. Do you feel like for you, Haley, cause I actually had, this as one of the questions. I think this kind of segues into it with like your leadership quality, because you're, you're an awesome leader. Like you've definitely built up an awesome team, which I know we'll probably get to expand on and stuff like that, but like inherently knowing about yourself, like you have that confidence to like, not let yourself fail. Are there certain like qualities about yourself or certain things for your mindset that you do, or just kind of think about that really would help other people who kind of want to step into that position or have that kind of confidence? Um, I would say it's funny that you say that you find me so confident because me viewing myself, I don't, I don't see that necessarily as much because of all of the wheels that are constantly turning in my brain about like you know, constantly just feeling like I could be doing something better. And I feel like this type of mindset and that confidence that you see from me is something that I have in my brain that kind of is like manifesting on its own. Whereas the front part of my brain where all of my focus is, is constantly like, what can I be doing better? Like almost like hard on myself in a way. Um, so I don't even know that I would necessarily like recommend that to somebody because it, it, it's like, it's a blessing and a curse. I feel like, because my whole life, it's like, I, you know, you can ask my mom like anytime, cause school was always super important to me. Like anytime I had a test coming up, I'm like in tears studying, like sure that I'm going to fail this test. Like I just know hundred percent, like I've spent the last week studying, but I just know that like, there's going to be some loop thrown at me and it's not going to work out. And then I end up 
you know, doing really well on it. And then I always come back and my mom's like, well, like you knew you were going to do well. And I'm like, no, at the time though, I didn't like, I truly didn't. And that's, that's that battle. But I feel like even though that's a really like hard thing to work through at the same time, that feeling, those feelings are what pushes me to work harder because I'm scared of failure. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's good, but I also think it's not so good. I'm, I'm still, as we speak, like working on finding a balance there because I remember being in tears on a call with you at one point saying like, yeah, you know, the instability that I was feeling at the time, it, it did make me question the risks that I was taking because, you know, my husband was transitioning out of the Marine Corps. I was like getting ready to quit my job much earlier than we had planned. Um, you know, we were planning at when I first talked to you and we first started working together, I was like, we're going to wait until he's completely out of the Marine Corps and like has his, you know, a new job or whatever that may be. And it ended up happening months earlier than planned. And so, yeah, there was a lot of times when I was like, is this the right time? Like is, you know, and mm -hmm. just kind of pushing through that and just realizing like nothing is going to be perfect ever. Like there's not going to be a perfect time. I mean, we tell clients this too, with like fitness stuff, but like same thing goes for yourself. Like you have to get in the mindset of like, if not now, like when, you know, and I think, I think that, and just being very, like, very aware that you can pivot <laughs> anytime that you need to. So if you, right. you know, had I not taken these risks and wondered what I could have built, I wouldn't be where I am right now. So having the mindset of like, you can always fix it. Like if something doesn't work out, like you can always fix it. You can always change direction. You can always go back and get a different job. Like nothing is permanent. And I think that that's really helpful in that regard. Yeah. And I mean, you know, my take on like adaptability and like being able to pivot, like I think as a leader, it's always taking radical responsibility, which you're incredible at as well. And I think that's another thing too, is like, you know, that whatever happens, like you're going to take responsibility for it and be able to pivot, shift, adapt, you know? Um, and I think the big thing too, is even with myself, when I was like first starting off coaching, like I kind of resonate with it where I was like, you know what, I can always go back to school. And I told myself that for like the first year. And I was like, like I get now you're like, I will never go back to dentistry. Like I will never like in your head. Now you're like, no, but you know, I even told myself that for like the first year too. I think it's like a trust factor that really gets built up by yourself when you start to see all these like wins that you start to have. And you're like, okay, I knew I, I know I did it one time. Like even that first sales call, it's like, you know, that you can keep building on top of it and keep going, you know? Um, and I, like you said, I mean, just the biggest thing is like being able to pivot, being able to adapt. And I think the thing that was really cool too, was it was like a series of events where it was like, quit your job, like Lanny got out, but then also you guys like bought a truck for yourselves. Like you're able to like go out more things like that, that I thought was like really cool. Like seeing that stack on top of each other and like yeah. seeing the possibility of it. Do you feel like when you kind of got to realize like, wow, this is actually like really lucrative. I'm helping a lot of people. Do you feel like the vision became a little more clear for you when you really started to like advance in, in your business? Absolutely. Um, I mean, no doubt about that. Like we had already been pretty, financially savvy, I would say, I mean, we've talked about this, um, you know, with like investments, we're working on, um, financial independence. We had already been working towards all of this prior to myself starting coaching. So, um, in that regard, that was another thing that was kind of scary when we first started this, because one, we didn't know how financially lucrative this would be. And two, it was like, we had a certain amount that we were expecting ourselves to meet, to be able to achieve, uh, you know, the fire movement, financial independence, retire early. Um, so with that being on the table as well, that was another thing that was like, 
okay, like I know I need to make a certain amount with my coaching to be able to continue towards that personal goal as well. Um, so as things did start to pick up and like, we were able to help more people, like that side of things took over for me in my brain, which then obviously feeds into the financial side of things getting better. Because if you focus on your client delivery and the people that you are striving to help, um, everything else just falls in line. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think one thing to like really kind of expand on there too, is I remember on our call and you talked about it and I talked to Garrison about it and you know, you were saying like, I might have to dip into my investments to make this happen, which it feels like a massive step back, you know, like taking out of an investment account or um, some people even so like putting themselves in debt to literally do something like this is it's almost like taking that one step back to take like 10 steps forward. Cause like now with how much you're making, you know, that not only has it like you've gotten your return, but it's like, now you can pour more into the investment account every single month, you know, like probably what you pulled out is like what could literally go in monthly, you know, um, which is the cool thing about it. And I think you just have to be really objective and like trust yourself with the process too, to be able to get to that point. Um, and I also want to circle back because I know that you said a lot about delivery here with your clients and like, that's what helps things fall into place. So I'm just going to put it out there for everyone listening. Like I'll put Haley's Instagram down below, but like you guys just have to like check out her story and just like check out her page because homegirl has one of the most lit communities I have probably ever seen. And Haley, how many followers do you have? 1700. Yeah. And like when you started where you were probably, I had 800 when I started. It's crazy. And like, guys, like Haley is literally crushing. I mean, how, how big is your team? How big, how many clients do you guys have now and, and team members? Nine, uh, 101 as of my sales yesterday. Let's go. Cool. And how many team members do you guys have? Uh, we have myself, coach Lanny, coach David, and we actually just brought our VA on full-time with salary as opposed to working part-time. So yeah, we have definitely. three coaches. We're actually, we're trying to hire another coach. I'm just kind of, uh, we're in the middle of converting scholarships. So I'm kind of trying to see how many of those clients are going to stick around, which it seems like most of them are, which is exciting. Um, so we've actually started accepting resumes and applications for our um, fourth coaching position, which is awesome. But I'm kind of, I don't, I'm way, I know there's not a perfect time. Like there's not going to be a perfect person, but we do have a very particular community. Like you said, that is super, super, super important to me. Like probably the most important out of everything. And so having a client culture and a coach that fits with that client culture is something that is like of the utmost importance. So I'm in no rush, um, to be honest, like we don't mind taking on some additional clients if we need to, to make sure that we find somebody that's going to fill that spot really well. So Yeah. I mean, I think the cool thing about you guys is like coming from a small town and like having a small following, like you guys grew so exponentially, just like so quick. Um, and it was like, it was like rapid fire, you know, and it just kind of was like a movement that was like a domino effect and kind of caught on. So for you guys having like such an awesome community and, you know, obviously pouring a lot into your clients and things of that nature. Um, if you want to talk about maybe some of like the tactics, strategies, things that you do for your community, or just advice that you have for people who are looking to kind of build up more of like that community feel. Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing, and this is like so easy, ask them, ask them to tag you. Um, the creating merch, honestly, on our end of things was something that I found really, really, really beneficial. Um, kind of a lot of work on the front end just to kind of like get it going and obviously posting about it. And like a long time ago, you and I talked about like creating a Shopify and things like that, but I honestly never went through with it because this part kind of keeps me almost like grounded a little bit, just because it's something that I can do that's hands-on that I know is going directly to our clients and to our, you know, people that support us, even those 
that are not um, directly supporting us through programming. Um, you know, we have a lot of people that do like to purchase like the clothing and that stuff, even though it's not a huge moneymaker has been a gigantic advertisement and has been something that gets our name out there and has created lead generation for us without us having to actually pay for anything or do anything because our clients speak for us, which is amazing. And, um, also just being so freaking involved. Like I don't, there is no amount of involvement that is too much in my opinion. And for us, like I have driven home with, you know, both of my assistant coaches or, you know, coach Lanny and coach David, that I want us talking with our clients on a daily basis, whether that be through our direct messaging portals or through our group chat. Like I want the utmost communication. I want the only way that clients cannot talk to us is if they freaking delete their app. Like I want that much communication because that's what people, you know, we, we can have the best programming in the world, but what you're selling is yourself, you know, that your people have to trust you and they have to understand that like you are here hundred percent supporting them in any possible way. Um, and also asking for feedback, um, you know, asking for tons of feedback. Like I'm learning so much by doing these surveys with clients. You know, I created a type form survey that we're doing to convert our scholarship clients to our one-to-one. And it's, it's something to actually get legit feedback from them and say like, Hey, how can we support you better? Like, what could we add to this program? What could we take away? What could we incorporate? That's going to help you even more, um, And I think that's been a huge thing, you know, it's just, just making them feel like they're your only focus. And, and that's, it should be the easiest thing, you know, but I feel like it's something that kind of gets swept under the rug a little bit in some cases, because it is the thing that is most time consuming. Right. Right. And I think another thing there too, is like, you know, you mentioned like getting feedback. I think the biggest thing I've probably learned this year was just like being a leader and helping lead leaders, like essentially for you too. I mean, you want to create leaders within your team is like having humility and like being open to feedback and criticism is like the most important thing I think that you can do when you're serving people, because that only helps you improve on the program that you offer. And also just like building more of the community vibe and things of that nature too. Um, I know for you, Haley, like a lot of it's from a lot of the clients that you initially brought in were from your hometown. Um, so what do you, in terms of advice for people who try to, you know, work with people who are from their hometown or went to school with or things like that. There's a lot of resistance because I think a lot of people are a little afraid of like what people from their hometown think and things like that for you, because that's obviously helped, I think with, you know, also building up the community aspect and things of that nature. What advice do you have for people who are maybe like a little afraid of that? Or did you ever have that fear or for you? hundred percent. Yeah. Dude, I was sure, I was sure that nobody from my hometown was going to be involved in this. This was not going to be, I was like, I want to stay as far away from, you know, my high school and like my little, I mean, I'm literally from like the tiniest town ever. Do not underestimate the support that you have from the people that watched you grow. Um, I know that seems so like, especially depending on how your like high school experience went and like what your, your life actually growing up looked like. I didn't have an awesome high school experience. I did not have a ton of friends. I did not enjoy myself. I was like, not in a good place, but, um, you know, nothing horrible. I just socially, I wasn't, I wasn't a hundred percent, you know, where I feel like I probably could have been as, you know, a junior senior in high school, but the people that you think would be the last people to join your program and to support your business were the very first people, the very first people. And that was something that once I had like onesies and twosies start reaching out from my hometown, I was like, dude, like 
it makes perfect sense because most small towns, you know, there's a, there's an in-person trainer here and there at the two gyms in our entire city, but like, this is different. Like one-to-one is so much different and people love community. So when you're from a small community, having something kind of emulated within your program that makes people feel involved and gives people that, um, you know, that, that group support and, and people that they actually know, it makes it more realistic for them because they see that somebody else from my small little town is doing something like this and can make people successful. So like, why would I go with somebody that is a stranger that I don't know when I could work with somebody that I know personally, you know? Right. Right. Dude. And I think that's one thing a lot of people forget about too, is just like, you're allowed to reach back out to like old acquaintances and yeah. even people that you went to high school with. And it's funny too. Cause it's like, I was the same as you. And I was like, kind of like lame in high school, if I'm being honest, like <laughs> just being objective, being real. Yeah. Like I didn't have many friends, you know, I went through a lot like mental, mental health wise, things like that, physical health wise. But it's like one of those things where like, you look back and it's like, those are the people who now are just like, so proud of you, but like, also just like, wow, like I need, I like need to have you in my life, you know? Um, and it's even the people who like maybe passed certain comments or like, weren't even supportive at all when you were younger. It's like, they come back around, like we grow up, we mature, you know, I think that's the most important thing for just a lot of people to recognize, you know? Um, so Haley question for you, dude, is like, with going through ECA and things like that, I'm so curious to know, like, what do you feel like for you is just like one of the bigger takeaways from the program, like whether it's like system wise or just like learning how to buckle down the confidence aspect, like, what do you feel like you really got to take away? Um, this is going to be like probably the last thing that most people say, but just the course material. I mean, legit, like having a play-by-play to walk through so that I didn't always have to like I'm all about community, obviously, like, especially with my own community. Um, but hiring a mentor and like having you as a business coach, I wasn't looking for somebody to like boost my confidence or like, like teach me like how to be dedicated and consistent because those were things that I knew that I had already. Um, I came to you not looking for community, which I got anyways, which was amazing. And like the group calls are awesome and stuff, but having somebody that has done this before that can look at you and say, I can give you the freaking blueprint. Um, that's so important because the education side of things and like literally just the back end stuff, like, okay, what freaking training app do I use? Like, I didn't know what trainerize was like, you know what I mean? That, that alone, that information so that I don't have to troubleshoot it all myself that I can say, okay, if you tell me what to do, I have no issue taking all of that and running with it. Um, the community, amazing, awesome, super supportive. Also being able to learn from other people who are so freaking smart and so experienced in this space. Um, and also just kind of validating that like, Hey, these are your people. Like this is, this is where you're supposed to be. Not, you know, where I started. And it it just was a lot of validation for me of like, this is a totally, totally reputable space. And that, everything that you're doing specifically, like, I mean, you've got a team of awesome coaches, but like just having one-to-one strategy sessions with you was probably the most valuable because you were able to look objectively at everything that I was doing and say, what if you tried this? Here's an idea. What do you think about this? And then I can take those things and make them somewhat my own. Um, so I would say long to make a long story short, like just the one-to-one access with strategy sessions with you was the most important takeaway in my opinion. 
Heck yeah, dude. And honestly, I think the cool part like was just watching you like grow so exponentially. And like, I think the cool thing about mentorship, and I hope this is like something that holds true, you know, for everyone who comes through is like, it's literally collapsing time, you know, like trying to sit there and figure everything out on your own is like, it's literally cutting out the guesswork, you know? And it's like the same thing when people come to, you know, ADC is like, they're coming in and like, they're literally collapsing time by having you as their coach, because it's like, okay, I have the tools. Here's my plan. It cuts out the stress. It cuts. I mean, don't get me wrong. Every program that you join is probably going to be a little overwhelming. It probably should be at first because it's a lot of new stuff, but I think that's the cool thing about mentorship too, is, you know, um, just being able to collapse time and, and like be able to get the tools that you need realistically. So last question I have, um, and then I definitely want you to share where people can find you, but for anyone who's just kind of like resistant to mentorship or maybe even had like the same thoughts and feelings of, you know, you having to dip into investments or wondering if this is stable or wondering what the potential is of it. Um, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's kind of just like been pushing it off or, or kind of considering it, but doesn't quite know when to take the leap? Um, back to just like, there's no perfect time. Um, you know, you can, it's something that I actually tell my fitness coaching clients is like, okay, in however long the program is three to six months, you know, a year, two years, do you want to be exactly in the same spot that you are? Or do you want to at least take the steps to see if you could be somewhere else? Because if not, again, like chalk it up as a learning experience and try again, but I don't feel like any, amount of money for an investment in a business coach will be less important to me than the tools that I've learned through ECA. Like I wouldn't be working from home. I wouldn't have built a community. I wouldn't have a team financially. I would be nowhere close to where we are. Um, you know, it's like, you, do you want to stay stagnant? I, I don't, I mean, you know, I, I can't think of a single person. If you're truly want to be an entrepreneur, you're taking this route, like you have to take risks. I mean, bottom line and whatever that risk is, like make it an educated risk, make sure that you've, you know, you're not completely like necessarily like bankrupting yourself to, to hire a mentor. But if that's truly what you think you need to like get to the next level, why, why wait? Yeah. I can't freaking wait. I'm going to bring, I bet you I'm going to bring you back on here in like a year. And I can't even wait. The growth is going to just be like, so <laughs> seeing what happened in seven months, just like starting from like where you were at to like now is like what close to probably like 30 K months in your business. It's just like, holy crap. And like, on top of that is like literally a team of a hundred people that you're serving. And like, even plus who you've served throughout the entirety of this year, which probably the similar amount. Cause you retain everyone, but <laughs> that's on the community. But, um, Haley, thank you so much for coming on, dude. Let everyone know where they can find you. Um, any links or anything, anywhere you want to redirect them on your, uh, your Instagram account, anything cool like that? For sure. I mean, everything's pretty much the same. So Instagram is at Aloha Training Co. Um, email is alohatrainingco at gmail.com. We have an email list you guys can sign up for, get some, you know, good, good monthly insight on there, some free resources and things like that. Um, yeah, message me anytime. Cool. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much, Haley, for coming on. And um, everyone who tuned in, thank you guys so much. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks.